Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the P Political Strategist. This is Brenda K. Sanders uh, back on the podcast uh, this, what is it, Friday the 16th, the 16th. Uh, last night I did a podcast about policing and uh, uh, really a political stance, uh, my political stance on uh, uh, really as a reaction to uh, the uh, the uh, constant shootings, mass shootings that we've seen and the uh, backlash, uh, well, I guess as a response to uh, Rashida Tlaib's uh, call for to end policing. And I thought, uh, really, as I was doing the podcast, I thought that it was just necessary to uh, repeat myself in terms of what my positioning, what my position is uh, regarding the issue. There are a lot of people around me that certainly have uh, moved forward to um, condemn Rashida uh, Tlaib's position. And you know what I want to say here on the political strategist? I want to say this. There are, and like I say, I have a problem sometimes doing the political strategies. I really uh, sometimes want to do seeing clearly in the dark uh, because there's spiritual connotations to all of this. Uh, and uh, I have to move forward uh, with uh, what God tells me. That's the only thing I can go by. And, you know, the Bible tells us to walk by faith. And not by sight. And I've pretty much done that in my walk politically and uh, personally. And so what I'm saying here on the podcast here today is this. I have uh, realized and found out that there was another mass shooting last night. I didn't find out to this morning after 
I walked my dog, had a cup of coffee, sat down for a minute, uh, and uh, turned on the news. And I just uh, recounted my day, retraced my day yesterday. Uh, strange events, yes, but um, I, 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 you know, just make a mental note of a lot of things and move on. I was moving around yesterday. I had uh, things to do. And I basically just, like I said, I did note the chemical attacks on Facebook. Very bad. I mean, suffocation type level chemical attacks. I don't know if anybody else notices. I will often look around to see, is it just me? Uh, and I, I, you know, I tell myself I'm a very positive person. I am so positive, it's almost impossible to defeat me. Uh, that's how, you know, in terms of my positive thinking, uh, I have a lot of negativity all around me, all around me all the time. But I somehow uh, managed to conquer neg neg negativity and um, move on. I have a, I, I say it's innate, it's something God put in me in terms of confidence. But there's something that God wants to destroy in me and everybody. An extremely confident person is your confidence, is your confidence. And I did a podcast, I did a broadcast on this on uh, Blog Talk Radio about confidence. And Joseph, Joseph uh, having the confidence that he had. And what they were trying to do was to destroy the confidence. They weren't really trying to, to, to kill him as such but destroy the confidence. And this is what I want to say about this uh, mass shooting uh, yesterday, last night at 11 o'clock p.m. Uh, with this FedEx facility. Again, I'm going to say that it was not a lone, lone shooter. It was not, this was someone that was groomed to shoot up something. And when it was time, went forward with his assignment. I always question when the FBI, the intelligence uh, community comes away with this was a lone shooter, I will say that that is an absolute lie and that uh, there is a network of people that are being groomed for violence like this. Um, uh, and, and, and they're groomed for a long time. There is a traceable connection uh, to these people. And at the assigned time, uh, they go forward, and it's all connected. And, and I'm amazed as anybody when I uh, hear about a mass shooting and hear that there may be some connection to me. I'm just as amazed as anybody. Uh, however, I've become accustomed to it. I've become accustomed. But also, uh, there is a mandate for me to tell the truth and report the truth. Now, have I had a chance to report all of this to the FBI, the DOJ? Not yet, but I will. I've been reporting incidents since 2013 when I first lost my job. Yes, I have, when I lost my job as a judge. So I do my part to report what I see and what I hear 
And I know it has some impact, but uh, I have been punished for doing so. And I have just told the truth. And I have to have, you know, live with that. Uh, one thing I can do is I can sleep at night. Now, I, 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 I think that has been almost the only benefit, almost. And I'm, I'm still living and walking and breathing. But this shooting last night, again, I can I can make a connection to the shooting. Yesterday, as I was moving about doing my errands, I stopped at the post office on Jefferson. And I readily noticed a FedEx truck behind me, pull up behind me, uh, and, and sat there. And I, I thought that was so strange. I thought it was strange. Maybe it was my natural inklings maybe it was a supernatural uh prodding type of thing but i i thought that was strange i said what is that fedex truck truck doing here in front of the post office and uh, sitting and i and i thought it was just strange but i went into the post office and i got another surprise uh when i walked up to the window uh, the postman uh, well, well, the person behind the, the window, just like, hey, where you been? I, mean, I haven't seen you. Where have you been? I mean, I was, I was taken aback by his reaction. I was like, wait a minute. I have a mask on. I'm not wearing makeup. I have a hat on. Uh, what in the world is this man talking about? <laughs> Why is he receiving me in such a way? I don't know. But this is uh, something that's been going on lately. Uh, as I move about the Detroit metropolitan area, that was surprising to me, and I just uh, just almost wanted to say nothing, um, and uh, I, I was just like, "Wow, where is this coming from?" But I had a life here for uh, what in Detroit uh, over fifty years, where I lived in Detroit and moved about. I played the harp at so many weddings uh, over the years. I campaigned at everything, anything, so many years. And um, basically, being a judge and a lawyer, how many people did I represent over the years? Thousands, thousands. Uh, and then campaigning to become a judge, and then campaigning for the next level of Judge Circuit, Wayne County Circuit Court. And so people want to punish me for that. People, there is an, a, a um, sector, and it didn't just start. This has started since, I believe, grade school, and, and something come, came up last night on the news that I thought was strange again. But when you want to destroy a confident person you you do the things that you're doing you shoot you 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 was I not did I not post about a shooting uh the other day and well I called the police I was like wait a minute this shooting is out of hand is it a shootout so you know I, I've been in the almost in the very throes of these kinds of very violent things but someone and I know anytime you want to cut something off that's happening go to the head of it the mastermind 
and, and, and it starts from there. And then the mastermind has the little cronies that's being used as well to uh, act out these things. And I, I'm saying that this person needs to be exposed and uh, uh, treated like a criminal like he is. And I say it's George Bush. I'm calling out his name. There's some other cronies under him that are trying to carry out these uh, these acts. And, you know, while I'm at it, I'm just going to be honest about it. You can tell the truth, but you must tell the truth. I mean, just stop. Stop lying. Tell the truth. I'm looking at someone that may have been trying to tell the truth. I'm being totally honest today because I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of uh, the lying. I'm tired of um, what's going on not being revealed. I'm tired, period. When you look at this series, Ruthless, with Tyler Perry, I looked at that. I thought about that yesterday. I said, you know what? He knows what's going on. However, you're not telling the truth about it. How do people get up and talk about God over and over and over and know you're lying? I don't get it. Just be real. You know what's going on. No, you want to make a few dollars on it. But tell what you know. Tell what you know. This, this, this uh, organized system of he, uh, uh, around killing me. Or, or hurting my uh, credibility and my integrity. I, I just started really prophesying on the Internet. I just started. I mean, uh, what was I doing five years ago? Just trying to reel and, and recover from, from losing my job as a judge and doing nothing, really. Painting, playing music, doing nothing. So this threat that apparently has been felt, has been felt since I've been almost a child. And uh, you're talking about a a 50-year reign of terror against me and my family, uh, a threat that you have felt uh, from my childhood days. I can track every event to the same person. But uh, the thing I want to say is... uh, I noticed as I moved around the city uh, in the last week or so, uh, just an amazing recognition a recognition of me. I mean, even when I try to um, hide it with a hat, I don't wear makeup, I have a mask on. Sometimes I even go and put my glasses on. I have uh, sunglasses. I don't know what it is, but it's so funny to me and amazing. Uh, but anyway, as I got to this post office, this uh, postal worker, you know, really recognized me. And I, you know, of course, I, I thought, okay, that's a good thing, I guess. But not really, not while I'm dressed like this and looking like this is what I was thinking. Uh, and when I went into my mail to get an important document, I found that it was torn where I could not get the important part of the document. I still have to remedy that today. And like I said, most of these transactions that I try to take care of are, you know, something I have to do two and three times over to get something done. Why? Because someone is doing something they should not do. 
there is criminality in the mail service. There's criminality in all areas. And uh, these are attacks to um, keep me down, to suppress or oppress me in many, many ways. Now, what you want to do is do something illegal like that, tear up an important document regarding my vehicle, and then have a police officer stop me and say, well, why don't you have this done? And see, this is the way they work. This is the criminality that I see often. Call the police on me when I'm not doing anything, except you need to get the tapes of of the lies that were told um, to to support your call to the police. But what I'm saying is this FedEx truck was there. I went in. I, I, there were two, three things that happened. This, 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 this person acted with amazement to see me. And, and, and then I, I looked at myself and, and like, wow, <laughs> went to my mail, saw something was, was uh, manipulated and destroyed in my mail that should not have been. I have to redo that transaction again. And then I left. And I'm trying to see, remember if when I left, that FedEx truck was still sitting there. Uh, and, and the important thing about that is when you're being stalked, when you're being tracked, when you're being targeted, they, they use everything. Uh, because most of these people are um, used. Most of them are black. Most of them are Women, what they do is switch out anybody that would be white or Caucasian because they know they're probably going to question it faster than they would a black person that, you know, probably just got hired and, um, you know, I don't want to cause any trouble. I'll just go ahead and do what they say. And so that is part of the reason for that. And then getting sued. Let's just switch them out. I, I had a, a, a major encounter where I first encountered white males in an effort uh, I, I had to uh, engage in. Very uh, competent, very uh, informative, and they were immediately removed. And a black woman replaced these people with a black woman uh, to tell me what's what. And I said, you know, this is all uh, done to avoid, first of all, you're trying to cover up something. Secondly, you're, you're trying to do evil and criminal stuff, and then you don't want me to say discrimination, but that's what it is. So you move the white people out and move in a black person. Uh, in fact, the, the well, I'll just leave that alone. But anyway, what I have discovered with this amazing recognition is that I've worked hard for many, many years to be recognized. That's what you do when you want to get votes. And it seems it's, it's, it's there. I can, I can put my finger on it. I can put my hand on it. Um, something I've worked for for many, many years. And then, incidentally, something I've done for many, many years. I mean, when you play the harp, it's a wedding. You play the... Uh, I've spoken at women's conferences as a minister, uh, attorney. How many families have I sat and comforted uh, as a lawyer, how many times did I enter a courtroom as a judge packed wall to wall with my name and face? And so you're talking about a lot of recognition that I have achieved. I didn't know it, but when it kind of, uh, you know, hits me in the face, so, you know, like, I'm like, wow, 
you recognize me? <laughs> um, there was a series. There's been a series of amazing events this week. I've noticed. Um, I went to uh, a, a facility to get some work on my car, get my car address attention, and a white male. I wanted to do a podcast about this earlier this week. A white male that I'm thinking I'm in the suburbs. Nobody will know me. I'm just got my mask on. I have my glasses on. I have my hat on. I, I, well, maybe. And um, this gentleman looked at me, eyeballed me the whole time. They're working on my car and uh, just looked at me. And I, and I thought, wow, what, what are they thinking? At the end of the uh, transaction, after I paid for what I was paying for, he asked me point blankly, what do you do for a living? I'm just curious. (laughs) I said, I said, oh, I said, well, I I told him lawyer. I didn't say much. But I noticed something. He recognized me. He said, I think I know you from somewhere. And I I just said, simply lawyer. And I said, wow, way out here. That is amazing. That is amazing. And uh, it's been happening over and over and over. And so what has taken place is someone is taking note because you follow me everywhere I go. You track my phone. You track me uh, in in person. Um, Then... Um, you know about these events and you're trying to deter someone from uh, helping me or liking me. And so you take these extreme measures and it's just nonsense. It's just ridiculous. Uh, in terms of FedEx, I did... Hold on. So, hello. So, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry there was an interruption uh, there. I'm back because this, you know, I'm, I'm going to start doing everything I can to uh, war against these evil people, these evil, uh, these evil incidents. And I, I know that we have a duty to... Um, Walk in faith, uh, walk and do what God told us to do. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, against all odds, I'm doing it. I, I'm not going to let anyone um, overtake me with uh, negativity or violence or discouragement and stop. What is what God is getting ready to do? I have no idea about all of it. I know some of it, but we must move. It's movement, even spiritually. When I see someone sitting down, I know there's not much happening. But when I see people moving, I know God is doing something because that's what it's about. It's about walking by faith, not sitting by faith. Anyway, I'm going on to recount my day about this recognition that um, I've been 
uh, experiencing around in the Metro Detroit area and the violence that has pretty much uh, targeted every encounter I have. Um, I talked about the Dante uh, incident. I talked about Dante at uh, Cricket Wireless. I'm talking about the post office and FedEx today. And I'm trying to link some of these other encounters that I've had. I had another encounter yesterday, and I guess I want to say this as a preemptive move. Hopefully, there will be no killings surrounding this incident. It was to a remarkable incident where I went to a pawn shop. Okay, I went there to get something. I went there to get my laptop that I had pawned. Uh, and um, I went there. Same reaction. This uh, overly, well, not overly, just uh, expressive, expressive greeting where I knew uh, something was wrong. Maybe they knew me from uh, somewhere else and recognized me. In this particular instance, I walked in with my mask off, but I did put it on. And uh, another thing that may have given it away is the fact that I left my flash drive in the laptop that I pawned. And so I had concern uh, while it was in there that I, I left this uh, flash drive in there and that there was a lot of information about me on the flash drive, not on the computer itself. So I walked in, I got a big expressive um, hello and, you know, service was great. Uh, again, I, I, I was alarmed in a good way, not a bad way. But I don't want anyone in a pawn shop being shot you know, in in uh, New York or somewhere because of that encounter. Because I can track these encounters and I'm keeping track of these encounters. There's definitely something going on. But what I do is when you can't get uh, cooperation from the government or co cooperation from prosecutors uh that are in place and have the resources to prosecute. When you can't get those cooperations, then I just inform the public. And that's the way most things get done, is when the media informs the public. Um, and, and then people don't want to be exposed. They don't want um, people to know who they are and what they're involved in. <clears throat> in this particular network, we have a community involved in targeting one, two, or three people. And the reason why these people, including me, may be targeted is because we know too much or we know a lot. And maybe the gift, I, I'm not going to be used the gift of foretelling or prophet, prophetic insight because I had no prophetic insight five years ago that I really relied on. I had no prophetic insight that I really going, you know, going to go live and start prophesying. That wasn't me. Neither was it with me when I was a judge or a lawyer. I was pretty much um, a person that didn't uh, engage in much in the political realm until I became a judge. And so I didn't recognize much, and I didn't follow much. I, I told you before on a prior podcast 
that I didn't even know who the usually I did not start paying attention to paying attention to even presidential politics until the you know the primary the August primary whatever it was the primaries that they had so I was not that kind of person I was a back room backseat type person quiet but doing what I want to do but not not very, you know, in front. Well, I had to be in front politically when you were shaking hands and going around uh, talking to people. But pretty much other than that, um, even when I went to events recreationally, I pretty much stayed in the back and, you know, um, really did not have much to say. Even, even as a judge, really, I went to a lot of events not asking to be recognized not uh, acknowledging, uh, you know, I could show my judge badge. It's like a police badge and, hey, let me in here. I don't do that. I did not do that. So I pretty much shied from the recognition. But now there is this recognition, and it's uh, remarkable to me, considering the situation I find myself in and, um, you know, all the people and everywhere and uh, I say to myself, look, I work for this. I work for it and prayed for it. And and it's uh, a result that has come about probably from years and years and years of of working and, and, and working for it. And But there's a, a, someone is trying to curtail it or destroy it. And it's being done with these violent incidents. Uh, with respect to Cricket Wireless, uh, no, the 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 uh, they didn't shoot up a cricket wireless, but they shot up a Dante, and uh, this young man that I dealt with on Sunday, uh, and then have that incident occur on Monday. I I would I, I think it sent up a smoke signal or a red flag. And by the way, when I was walking my dog yesterday, I picked up two red flags, two red flags in my pathway. Uh, but all this, you know, it's like children playing games to me. It's it's an immature level uh, of like children playing games. And, you know, you give a child a, a uh, gun and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, irresponsibility. You're going to get um, immaturity. You're going to get selfishness. Uh, and you're going to get just plain... Uh, child's play, child's play, uh, and I don't, I don't want to get off this, I can't get off this podcast, but I want, I, you know, the word just came to me in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, um, I think that verse is about 13 or 14, about, you know, uh, how, uh, you know, when I was, I can't specifically say the words, I want to look it up, but I can't get off the podcast, uh, I walked as a child. I thought as a child. I did, you know, childish things. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. So you can be a grown-up. You can be a spiritual person engaging in childish things. I know it's in First Corinthians 13, the latter uh, verses. You put away childish things. And, and don't... Uh, don't uh, Throw the tomatoes at me if I got that scripture wrong. And I know it's 1 Corinthians 13. Um, it may be the beginning of 14. 
but I know it's in there and I, I can't get off right now to look it up. But what I want to say um, is that we, we may have to stop the violent children in our community that are committing these acts. Uh, if you keep on, if you continue, uh, you're revealed. Patterns reveal things, reveal, reveal uh, the real deal. Patterns. This is not an isolated incident. These are connected events. Now, what I'm waiting for is someone to tell the truth about these incidents. I think uh, the public is starting to see that there's something sinister and something um, intentional about these acts. Unfortunately, I feel like I am the person that's targeted. In fact, I know I am. It's, it's a very unfortunate thing, but I have been warned about it. And uh, I have been forewarned a very long time ago. The first warning coming in 2000 and maybe, no, I'm sorry, about 1991. About 1991. When I had a prophetic word given to me about having to deal with some very, very negative circumstances, but I too had to walk on water. And and the Lord said, You're gonna you, you, you look you look like you're walking on water, but you're not. You're gonna be walking on these pond tomb stones under the water. You're not actually walking on water. And then I had a subsequent uh, visitation in um, 2012 or 13, maybe in October, November, where in I um, um, again was walking on some water. I'm walking. I fell into the water first, inadvertently, like I tripped into the water, and. I was at a platform, I looked to my right, I saw a table of like what would be, I could deem my enemies right now. That table was to my right. Seems like when I looked at that table of enemies, that's when I tripped and fell into this water. But I was at a very large uh, marble platform and I was like, what is that? Was that my judge job? Because that's when all of this started happening. But anyway, I'm going to tell this because I'm going to obey God here. Uh, I was at my, uh, I saw this stream. Like I said, the Lord comes to warn you over and over and over and to advise you over and over. Um, but that prophetic word in 1991 or two said it was going to be a very uh, difficult event. And that I was going to have to walk literally on water to get out of it. I've been looking for that event ever since that, what, 1992. But in 19, in uh, 2000, the end of 2012 uh, is when I believe I had this, this dream, maybe 13. Uh, I was, <clears throat> like I said, at this large platform, looked to my right, saw this table. Uh, you know, he says he prepares a a table before uh, you in the presence of your enemies. I, 
in the presence of, he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Well, they were at the table. I wasn't at the table. I was at the podium. And let me look up. I, I now have the ability to look up some of these scriptures. And the thing is, um, we have to know what we're doing and we have to know why. So a lot of things I don't want to do. I don't want to do it uh, because I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't gel with my agenda. It doesn't gel with what I think I should be doing. But if we are going to be godly and, and going to serve God, we have to do what he says, um, no matter what it looks like. And it says, and this is Psalm 23, 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. We don't wrestle with an enemy who can see or touch, but sometimes it feels like we are. This is some commentary from Destiny Devotionals. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And so, you know, that I saw a table back there, and it was their table. It wasn't my table. But whatever he was getting ready to do, he was going to do it in spite of, I'm going to tell you this. And I am a person that believes in integrity when I'm telling prophetic things, when I'm telling spiritual things. Uh, I look for God to confirm them, no matter how bad things get. I fell off of this platform I was already on. I tripped off and I fell down. Um, and I began to walk, walk walk in this water and I said this before you can go back on my broadcast and see where I said this before I've told this many many times but I did not tell who I did not tell too many people who and I didn't tell anyone no one because it was unthinkable I tripped off of this platform and I began to walk to the right of the platform. And um, I saw someone on my left immediately after leaving this platform. Uh, the person was a radio personality, and his name is Steve Harvey. He was standing, and guess what? He was like in his backyard. He had the, the tent up, the lights the, the, you know, the party things that hang down. Uh, he looked like he was standing uh, at a bar uh, having fun. I believe he was dressed in white at that time as well. At that time, that was something I, I thought was un... He was saying hello, trying to get my attention, trying to get my attention. This is way back in 2012. And I was like, oh, no. And then I saw him a second time in the same uh, setting, but uh, along my path, my journey, a second time. And again, I refused uh, to, to deal with it any, any kind of way. And I've not even told this dream that I had back then because I said that is not, could not be God in any way. Even though I knew I had uh, entertainment uh, I didn't. I didn't really embrace any entertainment um, proclivities until after 
I left my judge job. But I said, wow, he's pretty funny. I mean, I think he did a couple of uh, promotions and a contest or something. And I did a, a, a video or, you know. So I, I, I did uh, uh, somewhat have contact with the show that they had. I used to um, listen to it all the time. And uh, then I grew away, uh, moved away from it. But anyway, this is the dream. I walked past him twice, and I walked in this very, very deep body of aqua blue water. I said this maybe three or four times. There was a person that was standing on the side. On It wasn't a shore. It was like a wall uh, uh, behind this person. It was like a building and a wall. And it was like a, I would say an aquarium. You know, it was dark, but, but I could still see this person standing to the side. And I was walking in this vast body of water. And it was so... And, and, and then I can remember thinking in the dream that I'm going home. And it was a vast, vast body of aqua blue water. And I saw what would be like a, a house, but it was so far in the distance and in front of me that I said, wow, I got to get through all this water <laughs> to get there. And I, I did research after I woke up from this dream and came to find out that water uh, meant spirituality, even for the evil. Uh, you know, and it talks about in Revelation, let me look at, about the evil being cast into the lake of fire. Uh, that's water, too. So they're water, uh, I, I, I say they're water judgments in the Bible. Um, um, that God imposes or allows because, you know, water is spirituality. Water is, is significant, uh, symbolic of something, a good walk or a bad walk, lake of fire. Now, I'm looking at lake of fire while I'm talking and trying to look this up. I'm moving away from what I wanted to say. I just want to say that there's an effort to destroy my confidence uh, with violence and uh, intimidation and uh, constant, you know, enemy wants to hit you with ridicule. You are not this, you are not that, you're this, you're that. Nothing good. And whenever someone comes up to say something good, it is immediately challenged with violence and with hate and um, that is what I'm kind of pretty much going through right now. Uh, some of the people uh, I've learned to forgive because I know that it is an organized effort. And who would go through such trouble but someone who is not fit for leadership, not fit for anything except your illicit devices and your perversion? And why would you go through such trouble for 50 years? And what I'm going to say is what I see now is a takeover coming up. But the thing about this takeover, you can see it before, before it takes hold uh, and gets an actual grip on everyone. Before we all in concentration camps and, 
you know, under arrest and our property being stolen and taken away unlawfully and no one can say anything. I've talked about it. I've talked about it over and over again. Now, one thing I want to say is that, you know, going back to the Bible, talking about Noah, he knew it before God revealed the flood to him before it happened to anybody else. He prepared. He prepared for it. And that's how he survived it. But those were, there were individuals, the whole world, it seems, but his family uh, chose to ignore his words, chose to ignore him and what he was proclaiming, and they, they, they suffered. And I liken myself to that now. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, uh, of um, negativity where she's uh, around. Well, that negativity is jealousy. It's a jealousy. It's a jealousy that has not been defeated yet. David, King David, and all that he did was chased, stalked by his predecessor, um, Saul. Chased into a cave. Chased in. There are a lot uh, of things that happened to David where I have myself uh, related to him, and that's how I survived relating to the word and and uh, what the word has to say, and and how God has put me in like in a similar position, and how I feel things that David felt. I felt uh, different things already, and so. Uh, it's a way to guide me out of this, um, out of this, uh, I'll say, commission to defeat Satan, who's followed me closely for most of my days. And I'll say it again here on the podcast. He's following you. He's following you, too. He knows what to do, to who to go after and who not to go after. And that's the problem with these problems. You think it's just me. He will let you try to say, oh, it's just her. We're not interested in anyone else. But that's that's a lie because you have the community involvement on every uh, level following me, workers who's supposed to be on their job, like that FedEx person yesterday, following me. What were you doing there? Why did you stay there? Why did you monitor uh, my every move? And that's because you were you, you were informed that's what you're supposed to do. So there's conspiracy and conspiracy after conspiracy. It needs to be uh, addressed. It needs to be punished. We are a society that needs to uh, get up, stand up, and wake up. And wake up to what God is doing. Because he is in charge. He's going to have his way. He certainly has had his way with me. If I tell him no to uh, prophecy and no to prophetic flow, he definitely got his way with me. He will get his way. And when I see prophetic dreams and visions, I am telling them. This is a time to tell. Uh, I've held most of this in for a long time, years. And uh, I don't know why. Some of it, because of my own thinking, is just that couldn't be what God is saying. But there's a time where I, I've, I've released, I am releasing everything God says to me now because it's going to be important. Uh, I, <clears throat> even the word I had about <clears throat> 
Vice President Kamala Harris, I mean, it doesn't look like that. I have to say it because he told me. And so and so it goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, a lot of prophetic uh, utterances are given when it doesn't look like that's the case. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I just pray that every word I say that comes out of my mouth be fulfilled. Be fulfilled because I am not a false prophet and I don't want to look like a false prophet. I'm asking God now on this podcast. I know it's a political strategist, but I'm asking God right now to do two, three things. First of all, um, vindicate me as you have vindicated me over the years. When you vindicated me because, you know, people standing up, oh, she's delusional. Do you know what delusional is? Delusional means you, you're not really having the right, you're not seeing straight, you're not seeing right. Well, I know that's a lie because uh, delusional has turned into me looking at and being chased and, and being shot at and um, being stalked in the air as well, being stalked on the ground, uh, being shot at. This is not the first time I've been in shootings. It's been quite commonplace, even at my residence in South Carolina, at my residence in Detroit. It's not the first time I've been stalked. And then when I look back, even when I first became a judge, I lived in a, um, a apartment tower. And, and then I began to be stalked there. I'm looking right now about how it is I moved out of that apartment complex because I was being stalked. I was being intimidated. I reported it to management. I reported it to the uh, security around that apartment complex. I was shot at before that in the place I lived in before that. I moved out the way. I said, too much shooting around here. So I can document and trace back all these incidents. I mean, it's how much trouble you go through to intimidate me. First of all, I wasn't doing anything at, at all. I wasn't prophesying. I wasn't in politics. Uh, I was basically just, uh, you know, going back and forth to church, to church. It was a time I spent nine hours in church uh, on Sunday and then went back home. So all of these things were taking place then, and I didn't know, but I can trace them back. Um, but any, that's the way I want to, uh, deal with this podcast today is informational and I don't care. I don't care what you say about me because you have to answer to the Lord. You have to answer to God. You have to answer to Jesus himself and you can talk, but there's a holy ghost that is looking and hearing and seeing all things. And he's going to um, do his work in the earth. He's going to do his work in the way he sees fit and the way he wants to do it. Um, there, there is a scripture as well. Because this is why I say this. Um, you can't serve God and serve Satan too. You just can't. Matthew uh, 624. I finally got my computer. I finally have my computer up. It says no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted 
to the one and despise the other. And so, you know, if you're serving, you, you can't serve two masters. If you're serving the one that you believe is important, you're going to do what that master says. If you're serving God, you're going to do what he says. And that's what I'm doing today. That's Matthew 6, 24. Um, and while I'm at it, I'm going to look up this um, the scripture I said about putting away childish things. You can't have childish leaders, childish leaders um, uh, in power uh, because, I mean, they will do childish things, immature things. How many people have been endangered? How many uh, causes and what cause are you putting, um, uh, are prioritizing that families are suffering? Families, whole families are dying. Uh, and so we have to watch who we put in leadership. It's very important now. I know that when God calls something to be, it's going to be. I'm looking at this when I was a child. Oh, wait a minute. When I was a child, uh, see, I've gotten into ministering on this podcast. When I was a child, this is 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away the, the, the ways of childhood behind me. Um, so come on. You know, it's about what you're going to do, what you're going to be, and what you believe. Things have to be done right now. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Let me, let me read it again. When I came, when I was a, a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Uh, that's the uh, New International Version, New Living Translation. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And uh, another one I think is uh, interesting, Berean Study Bible. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I set aside childish ways. And so you can be a grown-up. And still doing childlike things, but you need to grow up. It's time to grow up. We are in that season where um, everybody has to grow up. I've had to grow up. Do you know how many times the Lord has said to me, it's time for you to grow up? Uh, that means you don't react uh, to everybody that says something negative about you and ridicules you. You don't jump up and react. And, uh, you know, then I catch myself. You can't be fleshly. And because we've not warned against really somebody in the flesh. We've warned against the spirit coming behind that person and uh, that person being used. So I'm going to just, I've been honest. It's the time to be honest. Uh, I have no clue what all of it means. But it's certain, certain to come to pass. And it's certain to be realized. I, I am confident of that. And the war that takes place in between is just going to take place. I have to grow up. I have to grow up. And uh, and uh, like they have groomed all these shooters and all this stuff, God has been grooming me because I'm going to have to face and deal with a war. 
type uh, atmosphere. And I, I have done it. I've even got rid of my pride, you know, the pride of being looked upon. And, uh, oh, golly, I lost my job. I did this. I did that. There are those that don't want you to have anything. They want you to have nothing. They want you to walk around homeless and uh, without any goals and without any possessions. There are those people who who sit around and hope that that happens. But you can't let them be comfortable because you have your goals. Satan has his goals and you have your goals. And, and God is the one that promotes. Uh, and so um, that is the way one must think and not buy in to these very negative things that Satan wants. Satan's imps want you to think about yourself and the lies. Oh my goodness, the lies. When Satan can't do anything else, he will lie on you. He will lie. He will manipulate. He will turn it upside down to his benefit. But he will be defeated. And so when I give this information about being followed, being tracked, who did what, is to benefit the community at large, the community which I've lived and worked for many years. There are, there are many who are disappointed about my popularity, but I worked and planted in that popularity seed into it for a long time. Um, you know, when you talk about, uh, I played for a, a harp ensemble, 10 piece harp ensemble, played around, uh, you know, Ann Arbor, I played in different places. But we, Plymouth, I remember playing there. We want to, you know, there are those who don't like that. Popularity, when the numbers come up in these voting booths, you don't like it. Well, look at the seed that I planted all these years to get there. And another thing, I'm not saying on the air in any way, but on this podcast, I want to talk about the peak skill problem. The peak skill problem that I continually hear I hear it weekly almost, is this. When this last race that I entered into for the 13th Congressional District, I was turned down by Judge, um, uh, what's his name, Terrence, uh, I forgot his name. Turn, he turned me down uh, for getting my name on the ballot. Uh, the other candidates had uh, the privilege and uh, submitting less signatures because of the coronavirus, I did not have that uh, opportunity. He denied my request as an independent candidate for Congress in a 13th congressional district. In other words, while they only had to submit 500 signatures, I had to submit at least 3,000 going up to 6,000. Uh, it, it was unfair to me. But nevertheless, I went for it anyway. I said, well, if you won't let me get on the ballot, if you want, won't treat me as you have treated the other candidates, I'll run a write-in race. And I did. I did uh, continue. Uh, and, and running a write-in race, I didn't take it lightly. I, I, I'm on radio. That's another thing. I've done so many radio commercials. I do radio because I like radio. I really do like radio. And... Um, so there is a lot of activity that I've engaged in in the community. I shouldn't be surprised when I walk in some place and somebody recognizes me, no matter what. Somebody is upset with my popularity, no matter what. 
And so, and I think the same seeds are being sown uh, in South Carolina where I ran. Uh, I did a pre-run, rather, for the second district congressional seat in, in South Carolina. And I haven't uh, really abandoned that ambition yet. I have opportunities. I have choice. That's what it's about, having a choice. I put work in there as well, uh, running and uh, being a candidate for Congress down in South Carolina. Something I consider totally unthinkable two years ago. And like I said, there's somebody always there to block, to intimidate, to uh, stop what I believe I've been called to. And certainly with these uh, rogue chemical attacks by the military and the claim that it's coronavirus, that I have a duty to tell the truth, whether they like it or not. It's the truth. And the 2nd District of South Carolina has been very heavy chemical attacks there, and I decided to run. And now it seems like a, a more reasonable task. It seems like a, it's the thing to do. Uh, I stopped being intimidated and and um, challenged. I, I, I said it may be the same to, thing to do again. I'm just weighing my options. I have choices. My family still lives in South Carolina. My brother is, is incarcerated there, and I want him out because he didn't belong there in the first place. So I have a lot of reasons to do what I'm doing and have done. Again, seed planted. I've been a hard worker. Don't punish me for that. Don't be mad at me for that because I've always been a workaholic. I've just never been rewarded for it, and that's the problem. You know, most people work 30 years and work 40 years. They work hard. They get a reward. They get a plaque or something at the end of their uh, tenure at that job. And I have got nothing of the sort. I mean, I have lost millions of dollars in jury verdicts, not understanding what was taking place. I worked hard in my cases, but now I understand. The Lord has brought some understanding to me. What was going on? I couldn't understand it. Wait a minute. I did a good job in that case. The facts were in my favor. The law was in my favor. Everything was in my favor. What in the world happened? But now I understand. Now I have an understanding. I can track the persecution. I can track it. Um... And so I, I am revolving, evolving, reacting, responding to these events. And I'm also telling, telling events. Because I, 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 I don't tell all visions. I don't tell all dreams. But I tell most of them. Because I, I, I have to distinguish between the Lord when he's telling me something for me to give to someone else. And when it's for my personal edification. And so some of these things are for my personal edification. Some are to be uh, told. Because God wants to bring order. And I think that is part of the prophetic uh, uh, calling and gifting. Is to bring order. The gift of administration. To bring order where there's disorder. Where there's um disagreement and um, division. There is a time where God will bring order. And some, that's why I bring some of these things to you 
here on the podcast now, The Political Strategist, and on The Vision Prophet, and on Seeing Clearly in the Dark. It seems like there is no line of demarcation uh, for me. There was no line of demarcation for David, King David. He was a man of God, a man after God's own heart. I don't care what you say. I, don't, I know what happened with Bathsheba, but I can understand that now, too. I used to ask myself, why would David go with the Bathsheba incident after all he went through? I see it now. You can, a person can tire of persecution. A person can uh, stop rethinking sometimes and, and do things. Um, and sometimes it, it, it backfires a long time of persecution, even when you gain victories. I understand now. I won't judge that man. He said, don't judge him. Now, God said that. He said, he is a man after my own heart. But he did uh, judge him for that. And, and, and apparently he had made some provision for David other than Bathsheba. But when God makes provision, you certainly take advantage of it. Now, am I going to be judged when I take advantage of what provisions have been given, given me and do something other than what God told me? That's what I don't want to happen. So this is a very serious uh, podcast. Uh, I think it's time. I think uh, whatever God has given me, I'm not going to be judged for what I didn't do. Uh, I'm not going to be judged for what I did do. I'm going to do what I think is best. And let me tell you, I can't make up this stuff. Um, I can't make up these visions. I can't make up these dreams. And then when you're lying, people that are lying tend to tell different things of the same thing over and over. That's how I used to catch lying witnesses in court. (laughs) They weren't consistent. But I've been consistent because I remember what happened. And I remember, um, you know, the very specific details of dreams. In fact, these dreams and a lot of my visions are written in books that I have, in notebooks that I have. And so I'm just repeating them here because I think it's going to contribute to uh, resolution and contribute to results that God wants. Yeah, and... uh, So that's what I want to say today. So this pattern of intimidation, uh, even as I think about Ruth, uh, how she was in Moab, uh, there was hunger, there was, um, there was hunger, there was famine. When I think about Joseph, there was hunger, there was famine. These weren't very good situations. But God sent his people to, to kind of go into the situation, be in ground zero, and have prophetic uh, insight and move forward with bringing order back to the situation. So I know this has been a protracted podcast. Thank you for listening to me. There's some other people listening to me right now. Uh, but Thank you. I'm going to tell the truth. I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered anymore. The success, God's success does really depend on uh, who we are. 
And uh, in um, there's a scripture in Ephesians 3. Oh, my computer went down. He said he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And, and sometimes I'll ask the Lord. I was like, uh, can you, can you like root us out the way? <laughs> He'll say something to me that's very disturbing. I can't. I can't. And that is so disturbing to me when he says, I can't. And when he says, I can't, it's because he wants you to use the power that's exceeding uh, and sufficient in us to accomplish uh, these goals, these things that he wants us to do. And now I know why he says, I can't, because he wants me to uh, use the power that he's already put in me to accomplish these things. I, I have an easy way out um, to, you know, say, you do it. And it is not the case. He said, I already did it, but I did it through you. Thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, I'm looking up that scripture because I know um, it's Ephesians 3.20. It said, now to him who is able to do so much more than all we asked or imagine, uh, according, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this stuff, this word, according to the power that is at work within us, to his power in this new international version. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us and um, that's what I'm quoting right now so when he says I can't I've already you know provided for you to do it and my power is in you well I have done everything in this podcast I've talked politically I have uh, informed I have ministered now I have I prophesied I prophesied, I've released prophetic things that I have not released before. And it's all kind of mixed up in one person, and that person is me. You can decide and do what you want. You can do what you want. Like Noah, you can say yes, you can say no. Um, and Joseph, you know, he was rejected so much, but it empowered him. It empowered him to do what God said. And that's what's happening to me. The same thing is happening to me. But we're in some troubled times. We're seeing some extreme things. And so it's time to release the, the words that I've been given and why I'm saying certain things. I, I didn't make up that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was going to be looked at in white, raising her hands. Uh sort of predicting the Biden victory. That's what made me do it. I said, okay, it must be President Biden. That's the only way we can get to Vice President Harris. But even so, I still honor them both as is required in the word and pray for them both. So I'm talking now almost to the point of getting hoarse. Thank you again this Friday. Friday is not uh, afternoon yet. I want 
it's just 1033. Wow. I thank you again for tuning in to this podcast. Know that this podcast is informational. Uh, I said that. I say that in my trailer, my, my prior trailer for this podcast. It's informational. It is unique. It's nothing you're going to find on Fox 2. Uh, it is an opinion you're not going to find on Channel 7 or Fox News. And Fox News just came up on my phone. Uh, it is a rare, unique, and informative opinion. And uh, I thank you for tuning in. And uh, listening is even more important than tuning in to the podcast. You may go to the political strategist at um, outlook.com if you have a comment, if you have some input about what I've said, even if you have a question that is the way in which you can communicate with me. Thank you again. Talk to you next time.
Sing with a gangster lane. 